Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I'm an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. Today's guest is Jenna Dale. Jenna Dale is a poet, codependency and relationship writer, artist, and tarot reader, living, breathing, and creating in the beautiful Okanagan Valley region of British Columbia, Canada. After publishing her first poetry collection in this season, she spent two years falling in love, publishing and unpublishing her second book, White Wave of the Valley, exploring her intuition and senses, learning astrology and human design, and finding her self-trust as a tarot reader. In early 2021, an idea began to form for her, a way to take the inspiration of a writer on social media and translate it into a more intimate experience. Seeing how learning pieces of their astrology and human design was helping her private clients soften around codependency, find peace and hope for their relationship with self and others, and open up willingness to start designing a life they felt sensual and alive in, Jenna began sending personal poems directly to her readers through an intimate postcard subscription service. She is currently writing her next poetry collection. Our stories matter. They connect us to each other and to ourselves, mind, body, and soul. On Connected, a podcast with Jess, you will hear stories from women all over the globe who open up some of the most intimate spaces of their life to share a chapter of their story with you. Host and life coach Jessica Travis values the art of storytelling in the podcast medium. These stories touch at the core of what it means to be human and gives value to the journeys we have been on. They will ask you to see life from a new vantage point, a new spiritual practice, a new identity, or a new way of doing this thing called life. Join her and her guests on your favorite podcast platform or at connectedwithjess.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. Today, I have Jenna Dale with me. Hello, Jenna. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to hear more from you. Yeah, me too. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I would love to start out by asking you what spirituality means to you. Oh, uh, I knew this question was coming. And uh, I decided to write it down because I think on different days I will, you know, phrase it a little differently. And coming into my own a little more spiritually the last year, I, in its current iteration, I wrote a relationship with a deep trust for and sacrifice to the unknown and unknowable. Shit, that's good. Yeah. So that is my current um, definition of spirituality, um, which is really all about how we grapple with the unknown and the unknowable in life, how we, we can trust it 
as in not fear it, not trust like it's going to give me a million dollars tomorrow, but like, <laughs> you know, I can follow this path here that's being shown to me and also sacrifice too, which I know is like not a great word. I didn't like it um, to begin with. Uh, it holds a lot for people. Um, but my definition of sacrifice is to offer up something precious into the unknown. Mm. And so that it's that I can give of myself, I can serve of myself, I can give pieces of myself by choice into the unknown without expectation of this equals that. Mm. It's just I get to offer it. And that is very spiritual to me. That's that um, that seems beautifully personal. I, I wonder if you could expand on, um, as you said, more specifically, this is like in the past year. What is it that's um, brought you into this deeper relationship with the unknown? Well, I think it was always in me to grapple with uncertainty. I think it's a theme in my life as I grew up that, you know, certainty was something we really wanted to have. Um, you know, we were kind of like Sunday church goers and I stopped when I was a preteen or teenager. So I never got fully into it um a christian church and um yet there was still really that need to uh, like control that that sometimes is in those spaces or that need to um funnily enough be really certain and have proof and have an answer for everything uh which to me is the opposite of spirituality um and so even as a young person in college like I remember writing down a quote about, you know, delicious ambiguity. I forget who has that quote, but it's a beautiful one. And, you know, how do I be okay with uncertainty and, and how do I not control? And then really just spent my twenties trying to control everything and everybody, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, and lost there, you know, as a young person, uh, it's really hard as a young person, I would, at least in my experience, to even try to become conscious, like you don't really even have a fully formed uh, sense of self yet to (laughs) deconstruct um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, at least in in my experience. And so at 29, I I left relationships. I'd been in two really long-term relationships in my 20s, really lost myself there and control and trying to be certain all the time. And uh, I'm sure drove my people up the wall during that time. And uh, then I came out of it. I started really seeing myself more and more as the years went by. Uh, I'm 36 now. So over a five-year period, I was single. I was living alone. I really just had myself and a few key friends and um, slowly but surely got support to kind of see myself better and start to understand what I was truly doing which was, you know, trying to feed my fear of uncertainty with control. Mm. And that led to a lot of codependency issues and things like that. And so in the last year, um, after meeting my partner and experiencing the things we've experienced, which I won't get into right now uh, for privacy issues, but it really made me see that the past that I thought I should take didn't often lead to where I wanted to go. 
And when I really lean back and just listen to the world around me, those ordinary moments, um, those ordinary, if you want to call them messages or guideposts or feelings or intuition. And when I started putting myself on the line by choice and trusting, I actually got to where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was all surrender, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, this last year has been something that's brought me back to spirituality in more structured ways to look at what's there mm-hmm. and with new eyes, because I was very rebellious against religion. Cause to me, it was just like, ah, oh, I don't want to go to Sunday school, you know, uh, having not been as deeply into that culture it was just like no very fact-based living right these are the facts and uh and seeing where certain spiritualities got it not right but but they had an understanding that I was also beginning to have Mm. and possibly where the line was crossed into a different area that what just isn't okay with me Mm. so it sounds this like you found deeper. It's, it sounds like you took a little bit of a roundabout way to find deeper spiritual truths, and not roundabout in a bad way, but but your own way to find like some core spiritual principles. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, very core spiritual principles, which, and then to live by them is really trusting that life actually looks the way it's supposed to. Like. You know, if I'm like reading my morning reading while I'm going to the bathroom, what's wrong with that? Why does it have to look magical? Hmm. You know, people, because I do tarot and different things, I'm very talking about the unknown and and, uh, astrology and human design and I get into that stuff. Um, They love to call me witchy and I just like, "Mm," like, not quite. (laughs) Not quite. It's a disservice to people who are, mm. because I'm not. I just, I just welcome in segments, and it looks very ordinary in my life, very ordinary. I, I'm curious though, because like, I think I feel like a lot of spirituality is ordinary looking. Mm-hmm. Like, like the deeper truths of it are like the nitty gritty of it isn't romantic you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) like we have a lot I think maybe because of social media and just because of those of us with fantastical imaginations we 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 picture spirituality and or like um even a meditation practice to be this Mm -hmm. like very like zen specific way but like the practicality of of life happening at the same time as life just means that if you are dedicated and committed to your spiritual growth, that you might be crying on your bedroom floor at midnight. Mm. And that's not mm-hmm. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not pretty at all. <laughs> you know? But it's real. <laughs> but it's real. And, and that's, I think that again, is like the relationship, the trust, the sacrifice is like, I'm going to trust this looks just fine you know, I'm going to trust that I could give here and it doesn't look, you know, the way someone has, has stylized it, um, on social media and it's still spiritual. And, 
I think it's more the feeling and dropping into that space on an energetic level um, during that, you know, ordinary life thing, like to be anyone who's just cried their eyes out somewhere knows that one, you're deeply present, which is very spiritual to just be here on earth <laughs> doing your thing yes, and not worry about the unknown that you are not there yet or wherever it is or whatever it is. Um, and that also there, there's a feeling, anyone who's done crying knows that feeling afterwards, that something happened there. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So actually it, to let go of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what, I, like, I love aesthetic. I'm very aesthetic orientated. Um, and I think what people are trying to do, and even what I try to do through poetry, is to capture the feeling you feel, even if that thing happened in an ordinary moment. Because like you said, you can be crying, or I can just sit up on the couch and meditate in my jammies while my roommate's eating coffee. And it doesn't look spiritual, but it feels spiritual. There's a feeling. And, um, and I think that's what we're trying to do where we try to show it in art, show it in poetry, capture it in an Instagram reel. We're trying to show people that they can feel that, even though it might not look like that, which is a very nuanced thing. Is it good? <laughs> is it not good? We don't know. It's just what we're trying to do. Yeah. I, I, I love it because like, um, what you said about being present, like spirituality is about being present. I could not agree more. And, mm -hmm. um, things that distract from that are us concerning ourselves with how, what we're doing looks because that is outside of us. And it's also outside of our control. So the mm -hmm. very, like the very like m movement of, I've done this before, like when, um, I like want to like do like a meditation video or something and it's like I have to do that separate from my meditation practice because I'm not going to be fully present mm. if I am recording myself because I am thinking somewhere about that and I think that that like with a lot with social media and with just like um being any kind of a public presence or sharing with other people like we're so eager to share which is a great thing mm -hmm. but spirituality is so deeply personal and so present it's very helpful to like get rid of those distractions so you're most comfortable in your pajamas or naked or whatever it is mm -hmm. like doing those things to that are like might not look aesthetic feel fucking amazing <laughs> yes yes exactly exactly I love that because I think it brings in a little bit of like, you know, it, one of, one of the things I said was relationship with, and that's kind of what, what you said reminded me of when you talk about presence and you talk about just being there and then when it's being filmed or, you know, uh, watched it, it's something different and it feels different. And um, I think that's, I can really see the relationship part in there because when you think about a relationship with spirit and being spirited and the unknown, 
like, aren't we, don't you find sometimes you're just slightly different in other people's company with your partner, depending on what you know about that person, how comfortable (laughs) you are, are we on display for certain people? Because that's, you know, just the vibe you get. Um, Look at the way we pose for our engagement. Like, you know, we take helicopters places and then surprise people. Like, how are you even surprising this person the moment you get on a helicopter? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The jig's probably up. Um, But I think it's the same thing. You know, we live in just the reality that we capture a lot now. We capture a lot, which means the moment we start to capture it, we're out of it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, we all become actors. I always love the Shakespeare quote, like all the world's a stage, men and women in it, just merely actors. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is how we're like, he got that right. That is, we are given the capacity for it now, even though hundreds of years ago, we were still trying to act the part, be the part, look the part. And then we try to do that in our spiritual practices, even at home with ourselves. Does this look right? Um, Is this beautiful enough? Am I wearing the right clothes? Should I capture it for Instagram? Um, And like you said, it's really hard to be present when we're on display. So, What do you feel like brings you most into presence? My senses. Mm And I think that's where aesthetically we do have it right. Mm. And why I I simply love aesthetics and beauty and art and things like that around us and texture. Mm. uh, Because the moment you're, you're creating or being in somewhere where you're thinking about your senses, you're automatically present Mm. or at least a little more present, if not completely present because you cannot sense things in quite a real way unless it's right there in front of you you can remember your sense um, but you can't experience it I just had a thought in relation to all of this like around aesthetic because you're you brought that in perfectly it is so important I like I have special places in my house specifically for the aesthetic um and there there's like two things that happen there but like I had this thought the other day when I was like in my in my special place and like looking at all these beautiful things I curated for myself here and I've shared some of it online but I had the thought like would this matter if no one else saw it like do I think that I'm enough to like have this just for my own spiritual well-being or did I make this so other people could see it Mm -hmm. and like I mean I might never know that that's probably some of that subconscious you know but like I just think it's interesting like because for for so many years there have been temples and um altars built that weren't shared and Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing but I also think there's there's a unique beauty to creating an aesthetic for your own your own presence and bringing yourself that goodness. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just went off. <laughs> no, I love that. I I love 
what you said about like if if nothing else was here like if if I didn't have a way to showcase this to people um which or inspire people which I'm most of my poetry online is the the intent is inspiration I think that's what a lot of people so I'm yeah um I do enjoy that but on the idea of like if if I didn't share it if this wasn't what I still um wanted or needed or you know, and um, it just made me, one of the things my, my partner, because my partner's very spiritual as well, um, and he's not aesthetic, he, his spirituality would be more in, um, you know, relationship to others, um, it's all about the humans, which we, we both agree with that too. And part of watching him is, is, is a little uh, uncomfortable, wickedly for me, because his spirituality and his journey has been, if everything around me just is chaotic and everywhere and not aesthetically pleasing at all, and the people aren't treating me right, can I still be at peace with me and my spirit? And so when he's here, he he'll remind me because we're long distance at the moment, like, you don't like we don't need to clean all the time. We don't need to tidy. We can be at can we be at peace still when the aesthetics aren't there? And so it just made me think of that, of that it's challenging as someone who loves aesthetics to also say, and I also don't need them even though it, it props up my ordinary spirituality, you know, and, you know, cause when I stand there and have a coffee in my beautiful you know, living room, it feels good. And like you said, do we have to have it? If my whole life circumstance was changed, if I wasn't so privileged as I am, if I was somewhere else and could I still stand there in life on earth? be present with it and be at peace with my spirit mm. and the unknown. And I think the answer is yes, because there's probably a lot of people doing that. Mm. That's or cool. they have to do that. They don't have the option of curating aesthetic around them right now. Mm. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because I like accessibility is really important. And there there is like my my first introduction to like social media was through following this one person who was an influencer a health influencer um and um she was really sweet um but she shared a lot of stuff that was just like extremely pricey and far beyond the reach of the majority of people um which you know mixed feelings and thoughts but her, like, her whole thing was that it was not, like, basically you had to have a shit ton of money to do anything close to what she did. And mm -hmm. I remember just thinking about that, like, as far as, like, changing your life or moving your life in a better direction, especially things that are spiritual, like, it shouldn't be necessary for you to have a, like, month-long retreat in another country to be able to have access to your spirituality or a practice that can serve you, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's just like different 
just stripped down at its core, you know, like what can, what can serve you in this moment? And that is, that is accessible to everyone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do think Like one of the things I want to do and desire to do is to actually meet more people whose spirituality doesn't look the way it looks in like mainstream Western Instagram world mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all living in. Um, right now that looks like reading more books because again, um, not traveling to <laughs> these places. Um, but I think it's such interesting because when I think about you know, having a relationship with the unknown, deeply trusting the unknowable and being able to sacrifice and give really of yourself. None of those involve really anything but you um, at the end of the day. And, And I think that's something we can forget when we have the access to the aesthetics and we have the access to the beauty and we have the access to uh, the meditations and the time and everything else. Um, even though I believe, you know, those ordinary moments are where it's at, that we don't need them. That actually it's almost like, uh, one of my, I, one of my favorite people, which I know, you know, too, is Madison more again. And she talks a lot about living as art. And I love that because it's about beauty and, and it's, it's, I think it's so necessary to find beauty in the world around you. I think that's a spiritual thing too. Mm. And what if we didn't have it? And I think being able to look at the way you're welcoming in spirituality into your daily life in those ways that don't look like spirituality, like we were talking about at the beginning, is a way to kind of transcend and remind yourself that that's like a supportive thing and you can live that way. And all of this, Hmm. all of this ordinary is, is where so much of my spirituality, so much of my spirituality is, is being off kilter. It's, um you know feeling frustrated as I walk around it's you know and dealing with that and um going to bed at night and having thoughts on my mind and um you know finding peace somehow and surrender so I can Mm -hmm. sleep and um none of those involve that um so it's like all of this and all of this Mm. So, so interesting. As you're saying this, I'm thinking about like this idea. And I think this is, I don't know if this is specifically Western. I mean, I come from that perspective, obviously. So maybe that's um, part of it. But like a lot of people view spirituality as like being able to transcend life and humanity. Mm. But like what I hear you saying, and I also deeply resonate with this, is that spirituality is like deeply intertwined with being human it's it's just actually living in your body every day (laughs) yes do you find that that's like your definition of spirituality yeah yeah I mean being deeply present is um I, I feel like for me spirituality the entire purpose and goal of it is to learn how to be present in my body 
Mm-hmm. And with what is, to be with what is, is probably yes. the best definition I can come up with because everything else is an escape. And I'm a fantastical person, like with an epic imagination that can escape almost anything. So learning to be present is like my goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can really see myself in that too. Yeah. Um, especially with the control thing. I'm very like future orientated as a person. Mm-hmm. So like presence is important. And then it's like, what am I, what's happening in that presence? I have to bring in the unknown or I will still drive myself crazy. <laughs> Which I think is like also part of spirituality. Like why do we need spirituality? Because, you know, like life without it can feel... Um, Like, I don't even remember a lot of my 20s because I just wasn't present. Mm-hmm. And I was at have, and, and I was so in control of my uncertainty that I couldn't be present. And so that's why, like, presence for me, but also always the unknown, because that is where presence I can do, trust mm-hmm. in the unknown and the future. That's tough for me. <laughs> my spirituality is really like, I think we're all allowed to have a different definition that's still like when I get deeper, when you get deeper, it's like, there's all these similarities, Mm -hmm. but it's like, well, but what are we informed by in our life? And what do we need most in that presence? Mm. Now, when I'm most in my presence, I need to be okay with the unknown Mm. because that is what is getting me not present. If that makes sense. Yeah. What do you, what do you feel like is like a, what do you do practice to help you sit with the unknown? Um, I think so much of my um, spirituality practices have been me uh, chasing the unknown down and then coming to peace with it. So like I love astrology, I love human design, I love tarot and all of those things can have elements of telling the future. Hmm or telling you what. And so I've really chased these down um, out of an intense curiosity to experiment. Mm. Uh, because again, my my spirituality is always in consideration of the unknown and unknowable and my fear around it and coming to peace with it and, and being okay with it. So um, over time experimenting with these being open to these has actually informed and allowed me to move to a place where it's unseeable Hmm. so when we talk about aesthetics like you know when I look at my astrology chart or read on it when I'm holding my tarot cards or doing you know or I just pull a tarot card as I walk by because I'm feeling something and you know I just need a reflection something to help me stay present, you know, pull a card, the card's present. Um, and how do I want to say this? And by doing that over and over and experimenting and practicing daily, which is all I call it, and dabbling in different things that, that pique my curiosity about what the unknown is or how it could be explained or how we could even maybe predict it or see the energies of it um, actually allowed me to then be able to transcend that. Like you're saying, 
can transcend a little bit and allow me to start looking at it without all the physical tools all the time. I still deeply love my tools and I use them every day. But what I found even with tarot when I was doing it all the time, now I do it when I feel like, because I've like opened a capacity to do it in an energetic level. I don't always need something to touch. I don't always need that meditation. I don't always need the tool, hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's really cool. And I think we should always continue our practices and tools because of that, because the more we are experimenting, trying, practicing, seeing how these things feel, seeing what comes up for us around presence or the unknown or our um, ever-evolving spirituality, however it's going to look, I think that those things will eventually build capacity to bring you to the type of spirituality that you're meant to find in this lifetime, mm. if that makes sense. It makes so much sense. That's so beautiful. I I feel like I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I know. I'm a long-winded person. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe you feel that way. I don't I don't see that. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, maybe like energetically, I could probably talk for three more hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna conclude there. Um, so we stay on time, but it's it was so wonderful talking to you. Thank you for sharing your incredible wisdom and your experiences with spirituality yeah thank you too for all your reflections and I just love hearing how other people experience spirituality too thank you Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.